What is Spin Cycle? What is this all about? Well, Spin Cycle started off with the conversation Kevin and three other composers and the Afiar Quartet, Christos Hatzis, and the manager of Center Discs, Allegra Swanson. We were all sitting in a room and said, how can we create a disc that's actually going to make waves when we release it? And one of the ideas that came about was maybe a DJ coming to remix it. But the Afiar Quartet was kind of against that thing because we don't want to have gimmicky collaborations where two people meet and the conversation is basically struck up in 30 seconds. We wanted to make, if we brought a DJ into this, we wanted to make them part of the conversation. And so we started off not knowing exactly how the process was going to go. But essentially, it became a three-stage process where Kevin and three other composers wrote us each a string quartet. The DJ, Scratch Bastard, remixed it, but the conversation didn't stop there. We had the composers respond to the remix, and then we had essentially a DJ quartet ensemble. And what we're doing with the Toronto Symphony is a rare fourth stage to this, where the TSO is a collaborator with the DJ and the Afiar Quartet. So we'll hear more about that in a moment, but I'm curious about how you chose the DJ for this project. The DJ, the Afiar Quartet worked with several DJs in our history. So the idea was that maybe we'd bring in a Canadian DJ like either Kid Koala or Scratch Bastard. But Scratch Bastard actually lived in Toronto. And because we wanted to have that long-range conversation that we're talking about, this took about eight to ten months just to uh, create the materials. So we needed someone that was on the ground. And Scratch Bastard is one of these terrific guys out from Halifax. He won several competitions, and we thought, hey, if he would be able to do this, it would be an incredible collaboration. So, Kevin, what was this process like for you? Well, it's it's been such a great journey and uh, an incredibly challenging one as well. I think this is something that I've I've never really experienced before. Um, my world is very very different from Scratch Bastard's world, and I have actually very little experience prior to this project with the world of DJ music. And I think for Paul, it was it was the same thing. He had never really collaborated with a classical composer, um, much less four different original quartets, and so. We had to do a lot of conversing and we had to kind of find some common ground for which to really explore the musical potential that could be, you know, that could be had between these two worlds. And I think it's been, it's been an immensely gratifying process, uh, but, but again, quite challenging just to get on the same page. What do you think you might have taught each other in the process? Well, I think one of the aspects of musical fusion that we don't really think about is that it's... It requires quite a bit of empathy. Uh, it requires a lot of seeing from someone else's perspective. And, and I think that for me, um, just doing the homework and actually listening to a lot of DJ music was, was really, I had to kind of inhabit that space and, and sort of put myself into the position of what it would be like to be at a club and then think of what that would be like with string quartet and what it would be like eventually with orchestra. And on his part, he had to he had to do a lot. I mean, he was the one that was really meeting me more than halfway because his art is based on juggling pieces of music that had already been, you know, really familiar to everybody. Uh, but this was a brand new piece, and it had meter changes that he had never seen before. Uh, and so he had to plan his entrances, and he had to sort of 
uh, do a lot of the things that classical musicians are used to doing, classical soloists are used to doing, and um, that was incredibly challenging for him. And I, but I think I think he relished it. I think he had a good time. Now, Kevin, if you had to explain to our audience the Concerto Grosso for orchestra, string quartet, and turntables, how would you do it? Well, it's uh, it's the fourth stage of a multi-stage process, as Adrian described, and. Uh, a lot of the work had gone into the, fr- the previous three stages already. So in a sense, I was building off of uh, this collaborative stage between DJ and quartet that had already been established. Now the wild card was the orchestra, you know, how to recreate this piece in a sense, but with the Toronto Symphony as a major player. And I found actually initially that it was quite, I, I couldn't get my head around it for a really long time. And, and and then I realized that that was part of the that was part of the intriguing uh, aspect was that it was really hard to get my head around. And so I thought, why don't I make the actual conflict between traditions an actual part of the discourse? That sounds really exciting. I can't wait to hear it. Thank you so much for coming in. A pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having us.